0: Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science Podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data. Hmm. The only question is: that is, why how it, much is, is that have. why parody is so important with the disk drives? Parody doesn't like fix this problem. It doesn't even fix the problem.
1: Man. No. Pair it because because, um, you know, it, it's basically it's a bit that flips underneath that doesn't get noticed, right? Man.
0: You know what's crazy about um, that, though? What's that? Uh, it's it's um, because the whole time, right, you know, I, I don't, again, I haven't dealt with tape nearly as often or even close to it, yeah. right? You know, it's like disk yeah. and then cloud, right? You know, you got disk, you got the object store cloud. So, so I when when I did touch on tape a few times and dealing with people who dealt with tape uh, some of the things that came across was like all right you have like LTO version this versus that right you know mm-hmm. and so then every other certain amount of years I still never captured like how, how often but you know it, you had to change a version or you had to you, make sure you'
1: you did you, didn't. You, okay. you had the opportunity to change. If right okay. now, if you've got an LTO one drive, and if you mm-hmm. don't have one, you can go get one. You can still buy LTO one drives. Not exactly easiest thing to find, but you can get them. If you've still got LTO one tapes, all you had to do was hold on to your LTO one drives, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're read they're read compatible back two generations. So an LTO idea. three drive can read two and one. So mm. today it's like LTO nine. LTO nine can read eight and seven. So you would need if you've got if you've got LTO four tapes, no nobody has LTO one tapes, right? But if, but right. if you've got LTO four <laughs> tapes, you need an LTO six, etc., right? Huh. So you you have the opportunity to move the data. You don't have to move the data if you have it on disk drive. You have to move the data. It yeah. will degrade if you're storing data for over five years. It will degrade. Tape is rated for thirty. Optical is rated for fifty. Um, there are some optical uh, things that are rated for longer than that. Optical has some other challenges, but basically it's multiple orders of magnitude cheaper. Number one, number two, you can make like two copies. So if you're worried about a tape, you can make two copies for way cheaper than you can make one copy on disc. You can Mm. separate those copies by as much geography as you'd like stored in a salt mine, you know, whatever. Um, and, and that will be there 30 years from now. Um, you, you, you have a choice in, let's say 10 years and you're like, listen, we made an LTO five copy, uh, and all our tapes are LTO five and we've moved on to LTO eight. You, you can Mm. then, you can then, uh, consolidate all your LTO five tapes onto LTO eight. And there's a reason to do that because LTO eight would be much bigger. You'll fit a lot more data in the same space. Your Iron Mountain bill comes down. So there's mm-hmm. a reason to do it, but you don't have to do it, right? Never um, never. Never the other it. really, the other really interesting thing about tape versus disk is that the 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 device and the mm-hmm. drive are two separate entities, right? Mm-hmm. The the well, I don't know how to call. It. The, so basically, the medium. Mm-hmm. And the mechanics are separate. In a disk drive, they're the same. They're all encased in one thing. When a disk right. drive breaks, it's dead, right? Yeah. You gotta send. You gotta send it to a to a um you know to a super specialist to disassemble that in a cleaning room environment, pay thousands and thousands of dollars to hopefully mm-hmm. get that data back. A tape drive fails. You pull the tape out. You put it in a different tape drive. The tape drives them, the tapes themselves rarely fail. It's just uh-huh. a spool, right? Now, yeah. they did used to fail. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I've been around. They used to <laughs> fail. And sometimes a tape itself would just implode and, you know, you get the, like, if you, I don't know if you, if you had cassette tapes back in the day, but you remember the tapes yeah, get stuck you know? inside the drive. Yeah. Um, that yeah. Yeah. You know, but, but that, that doesn't generally happen, uh, you know, as often as a failed d- a disk drive or a tape drive. So you get a failed tape drive, you put a different tape in there. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we could do a whole show just on that, but, but yeah. here's the thing. Um, I mean, it, tape has two, I think, two bad things about it, right? Oh, let me yeah. let me let me give you a, let me give you another thing about it that will also blow your mind. It's better at writing ones and zeros than disk is. What? Like the initial, there's something called the uncorrectable bit error rate, UBER, right? Mm-hmm. Every every medium advertises that number. LTO nine is two orders of magnitude better, I think it's two orders of magnitude better than, um, right, than um, the best uh, SSDs or fiber channel drives. Right? Me- meaning like, uh, let me just put it in. So I'm, I'm doing this from memory, but it's like one in 10 to the negative 19, something like that. That means like one bit on a 10 terabyte disk drive will be bad. Right, you don't know which one, but one bit will be bad. Okay, mm-hmm. on a on a disc, if that if that's the number on a disc, what I'm saying is, if that if that was a tape, it would be instead of ten terabytes, it would be a petabyte. One no. bad bit in a petabyte. That's what two orders of magnitude difference does. Right, um, so it's better at writing in ones to zero. So it's better at writing them in the first place. It's way better at holding on to them uh, for longer periods of time. And it's way cheaper. So if you're storing data for for many many years, your absolute best thing to do it is to use a modern tape drive. Uh, well, yeah. you, you could also look at something called M disk, which is an optical platform. Yeah, if you got a ton of data, the problem there is write speed, right? Because burning stuff with lasers takes a lot more time. That, uh, yeah. but the tape drive has sort of, uh, you know, a couple of bad things. One is that it's not very good at going slow this was the problem with backups that i this is what i built a whole career on everybody thought oh i don't have enough tape drives dude you got too many tape drives the number mm. of times i would take somebody with 20 tape drives and tell them to shut off 10 of them and we're going to do your backups with just 10 because th- th- there was this problem called there is a problem called shoe shining if you have a tape drive that oh, wants yeah. to go three, 300 megabytes per second it's not mm-hmm. very good at going 20 megabytes per second, mm-hmm. uh, and so it it, it it wears out the drive. It wears out the tape. You know, this this was the problem for long, long periods of time. But you don't have that problem when you're when you're using it with today's modern stuff. Basically, what you do is you have you have a whole bunch of data on object storage and then you're like, I'm just going to spit it out to tape. I'm going to put it, you know, I'm going to put 10 terabytes of data on this LTO tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it speeds it. It keeps that tape drive happy. You you don't really have that problem. But that's why. So that's one of the problems. The other problem is that it's really crappy at random access.
0: Wow. <laughs> if you
1: need if you need a file in the middle of the tape, you're going to be there for a few minutes. You add yeah. You, know, you do that for a lot of a lot of objects, and you you know you could have a performance problem. Yeah. Um, and that's so I mean that's, we think a lot more of our applications
0: these days are like random access, right? You know, yeah, that's why you don't
1: put actively used data on tape. It's just a bad exactly. idea. Right. got you got and, that, you. and that, that's and the slow problem going. is why you don't do day-to-day operational backup to tape right uh-huh. it's not good at going slow typical backups actually go quite slow um and so that's why we move to disk as the main thing and then mm. uh, so this d- disk, disk has is much better for operational backup and recovery and for disaster recovery uh mm. tape i think beats it out for long-term archive uh, and then you know you you asked about cloud. This really just goes back to my same. My answer is the same as before, right? That um, if you uh, th- there's just so many reasons to do cloud. Cloud is just another disk, right? So it just makes a lot of sense if you're you know if you're a cloud and inv- if you're a cloud company
0: mm-hmm.
1: to, to use cloud as your as your you know backup and recovery and disaster recovery. So yeah, that, I always say it's
0: new. Man, from the cloud, I mean, I just go back to cloud, what you said, because I feel like we're definitely advocating for that. And you drop some knowledge on tape that is mind blowing. I mean, it makes me want to go back and actually tell a lot of the vendors and a lot of people that I've worked with, even customers over the years, to say, look, you know, why, why are you moving off of tape like that? That real purpose right there that you mentioned, you know, about tape is is important right like even the, the random access right you know that that's important you just don't do it like the, people right. need scenarios there there's still a reason for tape and here's your reason you know and it's cheaper when you would tape if you go this route and this is your reason that you're using it for this th- these use cases specifically
1: do the- you The other reason why cheap tape is cheaper, not just the medium is cheaper, but that thing I talked about how the medium and the drive are separate. You buy Uh one tape drive, you can buy a thousand tapes, right? Uh With disc, you, you buy the drive every time. So, so the, Uh the, the, the the economics are different with tape. You could buy a thousand tapes, um, you know, and use it with, with one tape drive, right? You can make as many copies as you want, spread them out as far as you'd like. Um, but again, with operational backup and recovery, it's just not. But but you look at things like there are a number of systems that have SSD in the front, disk in the middle, tape in the back with one giant active archive system. If stuff mm-hmm. isn't get used, if, if stuff doesn't get used, it gets moved out to the disk. Then if it still doesn't get used, it gets moved out to tape. Um, you can automatically some of them will automatically duplicate the data. Because an archive, by the way, still needs a backup, right? Yeah. Um, so you can actually make multiple copies in multiple regions, right? So that you know, because you do want that—you want everything you have, everything that matters—to be in two locations at least, right? Um, yeah. Le- Lest uh, you know, nine eleven happens or
0: something. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so I want to highlight something, right? And you know, I'll I'll close it out around this, but. You know, something that you have uh, mentioned, right, really makes me think about this small medium to enterprise uh, uh, scenario, right? Because now I'm thinking, man, it really depends on the amount of data you have. It depends on, you know, where you fit in, small, medium uh, enterprise, right? And so when you think about small, medium enterprise level organization, where would you say on each one of those, would you think is the, just, you know, your, your opinion is the best place to put your data at? Yeah.
1: That's a good, good, yeah. That's for backup purposes. I I, I think that's a good question. And, you know, you know, I was a consultant for a long time. So every answer is it depends. And I'll Mm -hmm. say that I'm going to make, I'm going to make a couple of ultimatums and I'm going to say there are always exceptions to these rules, Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but I think, from you know the S and the M and the SMB, right, small and medium sized businesses, and even the middle enterprise, um, I I don't see any reason why you shouldn't be a hundred percent cloud for everything.
0: Um, mm.
1: You know, th- this is a cloud world. You know, if you're if you're fifty employees, tell me why you need a data center.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: that that data center is nothing but risk, nothing but trouble. You 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 you're, you know you're going to be paying for an IT person to manage fifty servers, or not? You you don't need fifty server fifty people. Sorry, you're going to be you're going to pay for an IT person. You're at minimum yeah. you're going to be paying for a service that's going to come in and service them for you. And my question is why? Right, right. <laughs> Every everything you need as a small and medium business is available in the cloud as a service, or mm-hmm. something that you can you can rent. Why in the world? And it's more secure it's less expensive it's more predictable uh, you know that, that's just in general from an it perspective and then you know from a backup perspective 100% in the cloud right
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and 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 the larger you get as an enterprise the only reason not to use the cloud for there's there's maybe two reasons one is Generally speaking, the more forward-thinking companies like Druva that are SaaS-based, we're mm. focused on modern workloads, right? We're focused on mm-hmm. Windows, Linux, VMware, you mm. know, um, Hyper-V, AHV, Microsoft 365, Salesforce. These things we don't right. we don't know for we don't know for Solaris, right? By the way, we do mm. but we do backup NetApp, right? But but we oh, don't nice. know for Solaris or AIX <laughs> or whatever. But, but, you know, increase... And and by the way, I cut my teeth on those things. But uh, I'm starting to get to that, like, seriously? You still got <laughs> HPUX, right? Like, the, <laughs> HP hasn't come out with a new version of HPUX in 15 years, and you still have one? What right. the hell, right? Um, you know, what are you, what are you doing, right? Yeah. How is that secure? How is that what whatever? But anyway you know, that's what, if you still got those guys, right. That all that mm-hmm. stuff I cut my teeth on 30 years ago, right. You still got an AT&T system five, three B two sitting around. That's what I cut my mm-hmm. teeth. That was my first, that was my first box. By the way, if you do, I'd love to hear from you. Um, can't imagine there's a three B two out there in the wild, but, um, yeah, that would be a reason not to use the cloud. But even then, keep using your on-prem backup system for that, right? You Mm -hmm. know, you're currently using NetBackup, Commvault, you know, ArcServe, one of those older guys. Uh, Maybe even you're you're using one of our competitors like Rubrik or Cohesity, and maybe they Mm -hmm. support Solaris and we don't knock yourself out for that stuff. But everything else, the economics, the technology, the ease of use, the cost um of doing it with a SaaS based service in the cloud, I I don't know. It just it just makes so much more sense to me than doing an on-prem system. So uh and that's regardless of size unless you know you're the 10 petabyte shop with a with a straw (laughs) (laughs) right right
0: right if you're that then you have other problems right (laughs) so uh you know if I if I were to name in my eyes you know you could probably Uh, Correct me on on this, you know, but I'm thinking, man, throughout my career so far, I've heard of certain backup companies, right? You know, if you're like that small, medium company, you know, even enterprise, you know, I have heard Druva before. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've heard of Veeam, you know, and I hate to, you know, throw competitors out there because I'm sure in your head, you know, what do you think are like these top three to five companies right definitely don't three is three, right? three is
1: hard right so in the yeah. in the virtualization space Veeam is clearly king right they've mm-hmm. got like i don't know 700,000 customers it's 700,000 small customers right their asp is all all pretty small um right. i mean you know they're a billion. i don't know where they're at but they they said they were a billion in in revenue you got 700,000 mm-hmm. customers that's not right that's a that's mm-hmm. uh 10 dollars a customer or whatever maybe my no that's 100 dollars it's 1000 dollars a customer i don't know. That's, it's not a lot right um <laughs> the uh but 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 they're clearly king in the virtualization space i would say if if you were building a new if you wanted a new on prem backup space or backup system at this point you're probably looking at rubric cohesity right um okay. you know you're probably if it's new you're probably not looking at the, the net backups and Combalts, uh they're still there. Commvault is still I'm pretty sure revenue wise they're still the biggest uh, in the in the heterogeneous space um, but if you're building a new backup system, I would ask, why at this point are you building a system where you're responsible for both the OS and the application? From a security mm-hmm. and management perspective, why would you want to be backing? Why would you want to be responsible for Windows and Linux and all of the stuff that comes with that, and then also the backup application? So if I was to do it's an on system today, and by the way, the same Veeam has the same problem, right? Okay. Uh, where you know it's it's Veeam running on Windows, right? So you're responsible for the security of the Windows box as well as the the Veeam software. I'd, I'd be looking at one of those on-prem, you know, probably either Rubrik or Cohesity if, if I wanted an on-prem system. Uh, but mm-hmm. if what I wanted was to just, you know, a phrase that I like is to, if I wanted to get out of the backup business and just get straight to the restore business, mm-hmm. um, I would look at a SaaS provider like Druva. We're clearly the leader in that space. Um, mm-hmm. We have, I'd say, one fast follower in Clumio. But they're much smaller and much smaller focus as well as much smaller in terms of install base Um, Mm -hmm. all these other guys basically everybody i just mentioned they're all trying to get into our space but essentially what they've done is they've lifted and shifted their technology into the cloud Mm -hmm. which is an approach right it works it's not that it doesn't work but long term i think they're going to have cost problems Right. Right. Uh, And ultimately, that means either their business will lose money, either one of two things, one of three things, either their business will lose money or they'll become much more expensive. I think right now it's a lost leader for them Uh, or they will have to completely redevelop. They'll have to refactor their software for the cloud. I think Um, that's that third is the least likely thing to happen because they already have. Right. Because then you have you have two code trees. Right. Mm -hmm. You you know, you work, you work at a hardware company, you know what it's like to have multiple code trees. It's not a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: um,
1: yeah. So, you know, I I think if you're, if you're looking at a cloud-based, a SaaS-based system, I would want to know how, how cloud native they are. And if they're, you know, if they are any of the products that I just mentioned, with the exception of Clumio, um, they're, they're lifted and shifted. That's not a good long-term strategy. Right. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: It's a w- It's a quick way to get into the cloud, um, but it's not good from a cost. I mean, you're renting all your hardware all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, that's w- which is very different than having a cloud native service that scales up and scales down its use of the cloud. That's the way Druva works. Right. So we're using right. S3 for backups. We're using, um, you know, the, the compute that we do use Turns on and turns off as we need it, right? We're not. Right. Where when you lift and shift a backup server into the cloud, you're running that server 24 by seven because that thing still thinks it's a physical box in a data center, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't just turn it off to save money because uh, it will confuse the hell out of the of the server and the application, right? We're right. designed right. to do that,
0: right? right. Um, so anyway, I don't know if that. was well, so, up? Am I am I putting um, and you just, I mean, I just have so many. I, you're right. We talked about this in the pre, pre talk. I mean, we could go on for days about backups, right? In our guys it's literally because, my job. <laughs> you know, this is exciting, you know, because, um, you know, everything from the typical user that's just in front of a laptop or desktop, right? You know, all the way up to like enterprise organization, data centers, right? How important uh, backup is, is, is very vital to every aspect of your life right you know if you sit there and restore just an iphone or android you know it's because it's been you know backed up from the latest backup right (laughs) you know that it had and so you know though even the apps right they're backing up right constantly you know and you know i have so many questions when it comes down to you know where to at at what point do you do backups you know at at, uh you know because it it, it seems like it seems like it changes though curtis like it literally changes like it seems like every five years people have different opinions about like oh i should back up every five days i should back up every this you know or whatever yeah and and and, and it just seems like it changes is that something that changes like your blood pressure signs right like what they say you know it, it really after five it really years. backup frequency <laughs> and
1: backup retention are really business requirements that every business should discuss right if you're okay. backing up if you're backing up every 5 days that means you're going to lose 5 days worth of data right. uh, i think i i want to know what business is fine with lo- losing 5 days worth of data that makes right. no sense to me right to me it should be multiple times a day right? Um, right you know um you know depending on which part of the product we support either every 5 minutes or every hour um you know the only reason not to do that is cost and you know whether or not it hurts your hurts your compute right? But we're we're so quick we're in and out. Nobody even notices we're running right. So it, it, if you can back up more frequently, um, you know why why it's wouldn't better. you? We right? have the storage um, to hold the
0: backups. You know. Yeah.
1: Well, and but and capacity. if you're doing if you're doing if you're doing incremental forever, block level incremental forever, the way we do, doing it more frequently doesn't cost you more storage. Um, you know, it it just it just means that you're you're running backups more frequently. So then the question is, well, what impact does that have on my server? And if the answer mm-hmm. is, well, not, it, it, we're we're in, so we're literally in there for a couple of minutes and we're out, right? Yeah. Because we're we're looking for the new blocks. Then we're doing dedupe against those blocks, and we're like, are these new to us? Have we ever seen these before? Uh, nope. Okay. Yeah. Then it, if we do it thing- you
0: know. Yeah, especially if you do it at yeah. the, at certain times where there's not a lot of commotion going on, right? You know, you're right. doing at nighttime right. or something. Bam, knock it out. You know, nothing else is going on on the compute and and nothing very active in the CPUs and all that stuff during that time. So you're good to go. Yeah, I mean,
1: even if you're doing it during the day, right? Right? Even if you're doing uh, it once an hour, if you're doing it so quickly, right? And you're not you're not having a performance impact on the server,
0: why not mm-hmm. do it that way? That's all I'm saying. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. That's a great point. know, yeah. All right. Credit. I mean, we can go on forever and ever, you know, but I I, I definitely want to cut it, cut it down right now. And I, I I, want to really, we need to create this. I mean, this was so exciting. We need to create some type of um, like board or not board, maybe a, a, a panel discussion where we're talking about archive backups. You know, to, because especially in the government industry, I feel like they're so far behind, even though they think they're ahead. A lot of times, you know, they're, they're they're behind, you know, when it comes down to being innovative. Right. I mean, as technology changes and all these different things change, I mean, they're forced to go to the cloud and they're fighting it. Right. But you just gave right. a ridiculous amount of reasons why you should right. just put it in the cloud, especially if, you know, you're you're smaller. You take that entire organization, the government, but you break it into individual silos a lot of them are individually they're they're siloed out and so they're doing their back up one organization within this huge company one group maybe the business development group they're backing up their stuff here and then the technology group is like no 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 i'm going to back my stuff up on prem. i don't care and they don't even right. have that much data right just send that crap to the cloud right you know right. and stop playing right. and so you know you've given us a lot of insight. Uh, what I've learned today is that you know tech, tape is definitely cheaper you know from many aspects right overall TCO you know a lot of times i've been educated the wrong way so i've been ignorant to, to that to that subject a lot of times they're like oh just go object store just go this right and I think they're saying that you gotta you, you have to really look at who's telling you this it's a sales organization you know so right. they gotta sell what they think they're making the most money out of and they're going to swindle you that way. And uh, something else, right? Do not archive your backup, right? You know, or don't say it, right? Because yeah, Curtis is going to be pissed that. off. No, <laughs> <laughs> not, not really because of that, but you know, uh, you know, an archive is it still needs a backup, as you mentioned. And I thought that that was really dope and really uh, educational uh, experience for the audience. What do you leave want to leave with the audience? I,
1: you know, just maybe if you had a backup system that was as easy as Druva, maybe your back maybe you wouldn't hate backups so much. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> maybe the reason you don't like backups is that you've had one of these other backup systems that are hard to yeah. manage, right? Druva, um, Druva. Be, Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That that's amazing. No, definitely check out Druva uh, on the site. Uh, what is that? Is it just www.druva.com or d-r-u-v-a yeah .com. d-r-u-v-a okay great great definitely check that out everybody uh so i want to get into this really quick uh uh subject that we do every single uh podcast it's a game right you know we're geeking that out wait. all the time we just geeked it out like for an hour right now we want to we want to let the audience know that we have fun, too. We do think about certain things like cheese or the Super Bowl. You know, we have our opinions about that. And so, you know, we have a guest on here, Curtis, you know, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and he is going to be able to play the game today. So what I'm going to do, Curtis, is ask you a series of topics. Just throw it out there. Right. And you get to say whether you think it's overrated, underrated or right where it needs to be. Ready to Sounds go. Good. Ready. All right. Cold weather. Underrated. Underrated?
1: Yeah. I, 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 live in, I live in San Diego. We don't know what cold oh. weather is. Right? So, so I, I like it,
0: you know, once in a while, right? Okay, okay. That, that makes sense because if you be experience it for me, we're sitting here, it's getting ready to drop to 20 degrees for the next two days. It just snowed and then it, I, it got sunny. And I, I'm tired I of this. Crap I live in yeah i lived in oh, chicago man.
1: for a while i i know i know what it's like but
0: oh you
1: know, i don't
0: know that's why you moved to san diego right you said Absolutely. screw that. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> what that yeah all right learning coding
1: uh definitely underrated right I, I think um you know even though like it's where a lot of it people get their start and i think that just I think there's a thought process that you learn, like a logic process that you learn by learning coding. Something, something. It doesn't, even, it doesn't even matter necessarily what it is, yeah. but I, I think there's a real benefit there.
0: I agree. It helps you think differently, right? You know, uh, you you have this one-track mind. You know, once you start learning coding, you really think helps you think outside the box. You know, for in my opinion. Um, all right, the printer. Printer? What this?
1: Wait that one right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I, 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 I hate printers. Like I, w- I, hate I it. how, you know, how, how can we do away with printers? Uh, there, there, this is a giant pain in the butt overrated. is not, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Overrated. I'm going to say overrated. Yeah. I wish uh-huh. that we could do away with them. Why do you know, that? I, I, every once in a while I have to print some, you know, the main reason I print something out, so that I can why? sign it and then and then fax it to somebody, which is just I know I'm stupid, like, what the heck? Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> can you yeah, make this, this just... easier for me? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Can't you use e sign, man? You ever heard of
0: yeah. DocuSign? Huh? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Anyway, if, if so I, that's already, the only sure. reason why I have it as well. You know, I agree. That's the only reason, is because there are companies out there that randomly I actually had to buy a printer one time. This was like a year ago, just because of a company that made me sign something and I had to print it out and then sign it and then fax it. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And of course, when I fax it, I'm using like tiny scanner on my app on phone. I just fax it over. But I'm like, look, man, you know, why why would you put me through such a painful process? You know, you know, the way the generation is going, you know, the way everybody's going. It's crazy. All right. Pizza. Oh, uh,
1: Underrated pizza is <laughs> pizza is the bomb. Um, <laughs> pizza, is, pizza is all the food groups put together, you know, in one place. Mm-hmm. It, and I, I'll take pizza. And by the way, anchovies. I'm all about the anchovies. You all about the anchovies, man. Yeah, I like you the best thing about anchovies it. is what nobody nobody eats your leftovers.
0: You <laughs> nobody that, does it. <laughs> put that piece <laughs> in the fridge. <laughs> it'll be there a week later. that's very true. That's very true. All right. Uh, next one, next two. All right. Oceanside Harbor beach. Oh,
1: Oceanside beach is, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it's underrated people think of, you know, Oceanside itself like as a part of San Diego County, it's not like Mm -hmm. the sexy part of Oceanside. It's not the sexy part of San Diego. Like let's say La Jolla or Pacific beach. But it's mm-hmm. a beautiful beach. We have a nice long pier. There used to be a restaurant at the end of the pier. Uh, they're bringing that back. Uh, there was a Ruby's, a Ruby's restaurant at the end of the pier mm-hmm. that closed. Now that now we're bringing that back. It's the the surf is good here. We have a, a international surfing competition every year. Oh man, uh, scuba it is a diving not so much.
0: Here, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a big scuba diver. Scuba diving not so much. We go we go down a little bit for that. But mm-hmm. other than that, it's a nice nice spot
0: yeah yeah all right last one hardcover books
1: overrated <laughs> <laughs> you know I you know again right these are every one of these books I think uh looking at them yeah every one of those books is paperback many of which are mine right those are uh-huh. it, those are mine there uh, I think that's mine up there uh those are all yeah i don't I don't understand I don't get it I don't know what the deal is. I mean, I like paper. <laughs> I like paper books, right? Mm-hmm. I like. I still, you know, I'm, you know, I, I, you know, I still like to read a book like that. Although I actually yeah. like, I actually prefer doing most of my reading via audiobooks. But if I
0: am going to read, yeah, like, oh, need me to too. Head. I'm all yeah. about the audiobooks now, right? I'm driving, you know. I'm on a plane or something, you know, whatever it is. I'm like, just give me an audiobook, you know. And I'm, I'm learning so much right about it, you know. And I'll give you uh, my favorite
1: audiobook, which is As You Wish. The inside As story of the wish. making of the Princess Bride. Oh, I'm going um, to write that down now. Yeah. If, if, if any, do, do you watch the Princess Bride? You seen the Princess Bride? No, no, I haven't. Wait, you never seen that movie? Well, you got to watch the I movie first. Been. It's a movie from okay, the okay, '90s. Okay. You know, you're oh women, guys. Princess Bride.
0: I feel like Princess I Bride. Uh, Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Okay. El- no, no.
1: Harry Elwes and uh, Robin Robin Wright. Um, a very young, beautiful Robin Wright, uh, young <laughs> Cary Elwes as well. It's a you know, it's a swashbuckling sort of you know, pirates and romance and whatnot. Yeah. Great movie. And what this is is it's the the story of the making of the movie, which is an incredible movie. And and the the um, the uh, it's told it's told by and narrated by Cary Elwes, which was one of the two main actors in the in the movie. It's a
0: great it's a great one. Man, all right. So I wrote that down. I'm definitely going to watch it. I might make my uh, my wife watch it too. I don't know if she's is she gonna like it too. You think, or did it, it just depends? Totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, don't know. I love movies. The only, I, I the only
1: criticism when you watch when you watch a Princess Bride with modern sensibilities, you're like, oh, the special effects suck, dude. It was the '90s, you know, like, <laughs> like we didn't know special <laughs> right. effects, right? Yeah, that's sounds uh, like they're
0: trying to talk about the Lion King, the every everything now, yes, it is in different type of uh it's a different type of technology, different type of era. So, you know, yeah. you can't compare it, right? You know, you got no you got all those great movies, they're still the it's still quality movies, right? You know, just the, the picture was not quality, of course, you know, and we didn't know that back then, right? Who cares? <laughs> it was yeah. best to us so. Look, Curtis, I thank you, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. I really thank you for being on the podcast. This has been an excellent show. Audience, definitely tune in. Mr. Backup is the person to go to, OK, for all your questions, answers and conversation related to backup. Uh, audience, thank you for being uh, listening to the Data's Massage podcast show that Make data your passion. I am your host again, Dapper Data. Where can they reach you at, Mr. Backup? And is there anything that you're promoting right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can check out my podcast. Uh, with just go- just search for restore it all uh, wherever you listen for podcasts. And also you can get a free book, a free uh, ebook copy of my latest uh, O'Reilly book at druva.com slash ebook.
0: Great, great, great. Hey look, audience, definitely check the ebook out, definitely check the podcast out, you know. And then if you ever want to reach out to me, you can always reach out to me at Miss Adapter Data. Dot com uh, on any one of the social media platforms at Mr. Dapper Data. You can definitely reach me on youtube.com forward slash Dapper Data and definitely check out my book, www.misterdapperdata.com forward slash Dapper Book. Thank you, audience, and peace until next week.
1: Thank you for listening to The Data is My Science
0: Podcast, the show that makes data your passion with your host, Dapper Data.